Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2021 Tournament of Champions Picks. I always want to say Tournament of Championship. I don't know why. Tournament of Champions Bets. We are not doing one and done until next week, because that's when it actually starts. We're going to go through the entire field. Break it all down for you. This is the seventh season of the Pat Mayo Experience Golf Pick Show. And Jeff Feinberg is in the studio. We're doing two a weeks now with golf and football until football ends. Excited. It's a great time of year. Yeah. Football playoffs, always good. The golf, this late golf, you know, sort of uh, will even sometimes end after the playoffs. Well, we got a lot of games early in the playoffs, more so than usual. Yes. But, um, yeah, exciting. It'll be nice and warm. Those Hawaii scenery vibes. Prime, I'm, I'm here for it. Primetime golf. I, I like it. Some people don't. I, I don't. I like waking I up. I don't on, like, I like waking, waking up, up on Thursday. I just like that it's happening by the time I wake up on Thursday. It gives me something to do. I'm up with the fucking kids at like 6 a.m. It's like, oh, good. The golfers are going off. Let's see the ownerships on DraftKings. Like that kind of thing. No, I'm more into it uh, later. I like it later. Oh, man. My, go- my wife is like usually pretty hyper aware but she is going to get smoke showed when it kicks in that golf is back, Pat. And there's, she knows how playoff format works, but she has not a clue that there's triple barrels for wildcard weekend both days and golf is back. Yeah, my, my wife has Woo! not clued into that yet either. It's going to be like 16 hours of me watching sports. Ugh. I have to get the. Uh, I usually what I'll end up doing is like because in our place we only have maybe I'll come in here and watch the games. Yeah, you just say you're working. Yeah, well I will be working the entire. You're time. always working, <laughs> but I yeah I like that. You could just say I've got to go to the office, but you're literally just. But what I do for like the the, the island primetime games for football is I just put it on my phone and put my phone next to me while I'm sitting on the couch. She can watch whatever she wants. Yeah, yeah, of course. My wife falls asleep so early anyway. She's. Yeah, I'm watching on my phone, and she's asleep, and then I just leave the room. Well, let's get to some of the business at hand here right now. The giant one-and-done is running out of spot. So if you have not joined it yet, uh, I suggest you go do that right now. FantasyGolfChampionships.com, $300,000 guaranteed in the prize pool, $30,000 to first place. Uh, there are 3,335 spots in it. It's $100 to play, five max entry, and we're over 2,400 entries right now. So you want to secure one of those spots. I do have some giveaways for it, though. So what you do to get into the draw for the giveaway for a free entry in to the one and done, there are myriad ways that you can do it. And each different one that you do, you're going to get in the draw multiple times. You might as well take advantage of that. So number one, smash the like button to this video. Give me your winner in the comments section and subscribe to Mayo Media Network. All you need to do is tweet at me. Hey, I did it. And I will know that you are in it. And that way you can be into the draw. Pretty easy stuff. Also, if you want to do, if you're an audio listener, we need to bump up those reviews. We need to get as many Apple podcast reviews as possible. Five stars. Say something nice about the show. Leave either your Twitter handle or email in there just so I know how to contact you if you are the one who ends up winning. We'll try to get as many of those as possible. If you subscribe to the Mayo Media Network on YouTube and leave a podcast review and retweet the shows as they come out and say, hey, I did it. You're in it three times. You keep retweeting, you're in it four times. It's super easy to do. Hopefully, I'll have the winners out by Thursday-ish. I think that's pretty good. The Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings Listeners League. I will add the link to the description of this video and podcast once it's available to me. I do not have it yet. The pricing actually just dropped. The 
two minutes before we started, so I usually get the link a little bit after that. So if it's not there by the time the show comes out, it'll be there later tonight or something like that. Tell people about the show, too. Feel like people need to be watching the show, or at least listening to it. They're coming. It's a very slow start to the year. People don't get super jazzed. Well, as long as football is happening, I still feel it's secondary. Where's it kick up for Riviera? Because a tiger, Tory Pines, sort of like the first. Okay, we're on now. I'd say waste management because it's only the one football game on the go. It's like so oh, I need Super Bowl. I need something else. Yeah, like Super Bowl waste management week is usually pretty good. But Tory's the week before waste management. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. It's the week after. Yeah, Pebbles the week after. Yes, Tiger comes back. Plays, Tiger's and that. that's where the US Open is this year. If people are wondering, we're doing our ma- our majors preview that will come out on Thursday this week as we go over all of the majors. What else do I got here? Um, oh, I want to give a special shout out. One thing I I mentioned this last year and like no one took advantage of it, but um, if you have a business and you know, you're a viewer of the show, we've got a big community. We've got a big following here. I want to give a big shout-out to WagnerVineyards.com. I got some wine from there, a Riesling. I'm not a big white drinker, but uh, I tried it. I actually found it at the LCBO here because I don't ship to Canada. But if you're around, they had, like, the best white wine in New York State last year. Like, they won the award. So WagnerVineyards.com. Help out viewers of the mm. show. Uh, they go. can get it shipped to your state. Super cheap, great wines. Like, why not go do it, right? Yeah. Well, You're not a big up. wine guy. No, I'm not a wine guy, but I, I'm not against it. I just like boring other people. That, like, I ruin the party because I'm not, like, in on that, like, bottle of wine at dinner. No, no, no. I don't need that. But, no, I like all things. Not really into wine. Maybe an acquired taste. I don't drink coffee either. Yeah, that's weird. No. Nah. You love an energy drink, though. I don't, actually. Paul kind of got me on those, and sometimes... Recording later in the day. I need a uh I need a bump. And I had one here today, but I'm on I got some pure adrenaline, so we're good. Well, we gotta we gotta film the other show after this for the majors. So yeah. You'll have to take it in between. I even brought a lunch today, which is not something I normally do. Need to keep that energy up. Uh my column for this is already out on dkplaybook.com. You can go check that out. In the description, if you missed out on the fantasy golf draft we did for the year, that's in two parts. You can find that up on Mayo Media Network, the podcast feed, or in the description of the video. Ditto for the first look, where I walk through the entire field, all the stats, look back on previous years. Uh, I do it with the help of fantasynational.com. If you want to get access to the most customizable stat base on the planet, planet uh and all of the tools that go along with it if you put it this way if you play more than like ten dollars per week either between gambling or DraftKings, you're gonna want a fantasy national membership so fantasynational.com slash mayo get you 20 percent off if you get the weekly it's eight bucks per week if you get the annual it's even less than that so fantasynational.com slash mayo go check it out right now i also have a one and done strategy video up i'm happy you didn't include me in that because i have nothing to offer I just gave the same basic tips that I always do. Just like, just stop overthinking. Like, I even brought up the example last year when I used Russell Knox at American Express. Like, what am I doing using like really shit? I, I only have 31 picks yeah. all year. Why am I wasting one on and Russell Knox? Two weeks into li- after telling people to just play <laughs> the good golfers. I'm trying to remember. I, I, I'd, I'd answer that week. He came second. Who even won that? Landry. And my point was, listen, it's not that you don't want to go down the list and try to take someone because someone like Andrew Landry, who was 200 to one that week, ended up winning. But there's like 70 guys who were 200 yeah. to one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so not only do you have to figure out that it's a week where a super long shot is going to win, you have to figure out which one of those long shots it is. And most of those guys just missed the cut. 
But I did kind of mention that there's no real difference between gaining like $30,000 in a week and zero. Yeah. Like either you come top three or it's useless. Just go look at last year's winners. Good turn golfers win the golf tournament. Especially post-COVID. It was all yeah. good players. Um, yeah, so the one and done starts at the Sony Open. So it doesn't start this week. It starts next week if people are wondering with that. But fantasynational.com slash mayo. And if people don't know, you do the Jeff Feinberg Show. Yes. And so we'll be back getting going. Golf uh, in golf season, I guess it'll feel easier. Excited. Wednesday nights, which are supposed to lead you into those early Wednesday, uh, Thursday mornings. But still, plenty of time to simmer over all of it. I'm excited to just be talking golf, looking over those final uh, numbers as, as they sit, whatever the year brings. And that's up at ftndaily.com if you want to go check those out. All right, enough of that. It's the first show of the year. we got to get some of the conjecture out of the way. Let's jump into the Tournament of Champions. New format this year for the Tournament of Champions. Uh, generally, it's if you won a tournament oh. in the previous year, you got invited to play this event. Half the people would skip it. It was kind of a shitty tournament. Kind of a warm-up tournament. Some of these guys stick around to play Sony at YLI next week in Hawaii. But this year, because how part of the season was canceled because of the COVID pandemic... All of the players who won in 2020 have been invited, plus all the players who made the Tour Championship are also invited. So it's going to be fun when Tony Finau gets his first ever win at a tournament where, you're, where you have to win to get in. But the one year the exception was made, he can end up winning. But he's here, too. So it's 42. You like him? No, yeah, he's no. fine, I guess. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't like him. What is he, 20 to 1? Is he that low? Yeah. Uh, better players behind him. There's one player who's there's like... There's also better numbers, but yeah. Uh, all the odds we get are from DKSportsbook.com, by the way. And they've got some good ones. They do have one one good one especially, and it's still there. I checked right before the show yeah. came on. Uh, but that's going to be gone very quickly, I would yeah. imagine. I bet it already shorter. I bet it already shorter, too, because I can't bet on DraftKings Sportsbook, where we are hopefully soon, though. Oh. I hear they're making inroads. So they got uh, multiple good numbers. Yes. Um, either way, Tournament of Champions, 42 players in the field. We normally get like 25, 26, and it's usually half and half, like half scrubs who just, you know, the Stuart Sinks and the Robert Strebs of the world. They're still here, but because they allowed everyone from the Tour Championship to come in, we actually have seven of the top eight players in the world, eight of the top ten in the field. This is the best this tournament has ever been oh, yeah. in terms of strength of field. So I'm very excited for that. Like It's from... You have like 20 guys here who could feasibly win, and usually it's like five, which whole, I'm excited yeah. to see. It's a, it's a nice intro to the season, and golf needs to capitalize right now with them you know, really embracing the betting side of everything at the end of last year. Like, let's put our best foot forward, and you're going to have a lot of these like isolated time slots right now. The prime time, I think it actually benefits golf when it's on earlier in the day because there's nothing else going on during the middle of the day that you can kind of follow it, keep it going. Now you're going to be up against basketball you're going to be up against football in the two evening games this time around even sunday evening you're going to have a game that you know it's uh it's not the best tv situation but it's something to have on like an alternate feed tv or just something to track on your phone as you go along i would think well, nbc will have the sunday nighter and the golf yes they will dominate the uh, the landscape unless you're really like hard on for rockets versus thunder or something i don't know what else goes on on sunday uh, evenings is there any, like, new show I should be watching on Sunday? I got not a clue. Uh, Your Honor, if you're looking for, like, cable. With, with uh, Cranston. Cranston. But in terms of network, not that you'd watch network anyway. I don't even know if new network shows happened this fall. 
yeah, I, I, I I'm no on clue. the dark. My wife has been watching this one on Netflix. I forget what it's called. It's a Shonda Rhyme show. It's like a period piece set in like old timey England. Oh, but is it like very sexual? It's very sexual. Oh, I've seen some write ups about <laughs> it, but I haven't watched it. Just I every time I walk, is, like she's watching it, like while I'm doing work, like at the table, I yeah. look up. It's like, are you just watching softcore porn? Because yeah. that's what it looks like. That's so, yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't know what it's called, but I heard about it, and it tells me like it shows up. When I want to watch Netflix. Because you're like, because like you're searching Netflix for like porn. And no, like I think up. it's just like a popular new release. I don't know what in my past <laughs> results would lead that to me. Well, my wife did, uh, you know how Zoom calls were like super hot and I don't know, beginning of April and they kind of fizzled yeah. away. I think as, they're as back the, though in, the, with winter. Well, because of winter and the holidays, people got yeah. together on Zoom chats. My wife had a Zoom chat with a few of her friends. This was like number one talking point was this show. Yeah. And, so one, and one of her friends on the call, like, She's like, is this what porn is like? I mean, what do you mean, like, is this what porn is like? Turns out she had never seen porn before. Like, no, this is not what porn is like. The, the musical accompaniment is a bit trashier in porn. And you get to see more stuff. This is very softcore. This is like when you watch, like, Red Shoe, Di- Red Shoe Diaries from, like, the early 90s. What was that one that was on HBO? Mr. Dream? Yeah. Man, it used to be so hard to find a tit on TV when I was, like, 12. The kids today, they got oh, it so well, good. They had, it like, these... Uh Blue light movies on city TV here. Well, in Toronto, Paul, you know what I'm talking about? Baby Blue 2. Baby yeah. Blue on, like, 2? City TV. <laughs> at, like, city midnight? TV at like midnight. You are watching. Oh, like, buddy. Uh, well, the, yeah. mo- the move used to be, I believe days. it was Friday nights and Saturday nights. And this is Canada only. But if you tuned into like the French channel, they would have Bleu Nui. <laughs> the softest of the softcore porn. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Anyway, fun times. Uh, back People thought we were getting into odds. Uh, no, we'll get into the course. Par 73, if people forget for Kapalua. It's almost 7,600 yards, but it's played at elevation. The fairways are wide as shit. Uh, it's, it's a super easy course. It played harder last year after they did some renovations, but I don't know if it was because of the renovations or because it was super windy last year for the first two rounds. Like, you never had a calm day, so you have to pay attention to the wind going into this event, but, you know, the years previous to that, like, Patrick or Jordan Spieth won this at minus 30 one year. People usually get to, like, minus 24, minus 25, minus 22. 14 under was good for a three-way playoff last year. Justin Thomas beat Patrick Reed and Xander Shoffley. I remember you and I both bet Patrick Reed, and he had a chance to win, like, eight times and then couldn't convert. And as... That putt on that stupid fucking putt on eighteen from above the hole. No one could make it. And what I wanted to say was, as Justin seemed to do all the time in his wins, these incredible like ninety yard chip shots or recovery chips. He's the best in the biz from hundred um, yards and in. Like, oh, he drove it wide, but he's got a layup, and now it's that third, and you're like feeling that there's something there, and then he just sticks it. He did it all the time on the wins. He did it in Kapalua. And it feels like he did it where he at St. Jude. He was like in trouble off the tee, and oh no, 90 yards, got back into play. Now watch. Very, and he just like tappins. Very reminiscent of what Cam Smith did at the Masters. Because he kept getting himself into trouble, hitting it behind a tree, and then he'd make this like amazing 90-yard like yeah. hooking around a tree to two feet. But Cam's <laughs> going to have less five-footers for the week for birdie than JT does. Exactly. <laughs> That's why JT has won here twice in the past four years. This is a wedge course. Like It's no different, really. You need to be a bit longer off the tee, obviously. But the comps that I always have, like when you look at previous champions, Masters and Riviera, uh, there's a huge correlation between those two places at Pebble Beach as well. Um, and that's because all the best players end up winning here and there. But if you just want to look like a bit simpler, take a step back, like John Deere 
actually, and John Deere and Wyndham match up with this course Gross. really well too. It's just that there's so many shots from like 125 yards and in. Yeah, if you're on, you can score. Any type of player should be able to score here. Yeah, I mean it's the Masters and it's the Riviera, but unless you're really going to get a tight lie, which is possible, you get some real tight lies here, but not the most difficult. It's hard to find a real difficult spot. Getting up and down here and making the putts is a lot easier here than Riviera or the Masters. Three putt percentage at this course is super high. And I think that's why Riviera and the Masters gets included with this. Like good lag putters tend to do well because these greens are enormous. Like there's, a 80%, so so there's an 80% green and regulation rate here. Like guys are just hitting it. <laughs> Who can hit the most? 10-foot putts is essentially how you win this Yeah, tournament. but that's... And Justin Thomas gives himself a ton of opportunities at 10-foot putts. Just we know that he's some weeks he's a good putter, other weeks he is not. Even last year, like he he won this tournament. I think he gained when a stroke putting. There is not a player on the planet. Like it's as simple as when he putts, he wins. It's literally that simple. Sometimes in the super big events, when I am debating him versus say a Dustin versus a, or a John Rom, it does feel like they've kind of separated themselves as three, even forgetting this week, Rory kind of taking you know, feels like he's not part of that. Or even Bryson, sorry, I'll put with those guys. Of those, like, super four, he is the worst putter, like, pound for pound, yeah. despite being amazing at everything else. So sometimes in, like, these super ultra events, uh, I do get nervous backing him. But in a hit and F and giggle, I mean, we'll talk about it, but <laughs> I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Uh, past four winners, JT, Xander, who lost in the playoff last year, Dustin, when he just ran train on this event, beat John Rahm, and Justin Thomas won the year before that. Uh, Patrick Reed has won here. Like Good players yeah, tend to win here, and, and first-timers rarely tend to win here, and this event has been won by an American the past 10 years. That could change this time around, although the two most notable, there's three players who got invites who aren't playing. Jim Herman, who wasn't going to win, has COVID, so he's not playing, and Rory and Hatton are taking a pass on this. I think they're playing over in the Middle East uh, on the European tour in three weeks' time. I so know. I think that's why they decided to start over there. They're, they're going to be over in America most of the I year. I mean, and Hatton didn't, like, not only won last this year. This would have been a perfect course for Yes, Hatton. but he became, like, a made man. Where, like, just getting the free payday and, like, free Doesn't points, need it anymore. Yeah. I'm, like, he's above that. No, but it's a real, it's a real result. Like, no, I'm literally not doing that right now. Um, Xander's the best player here, as you mentioned, his track record with a win and a playoff loss last year. Missed a shorty in that playoff, sort of like he did at the one Burger one. Oh, Colonial. Colonial. Yeah, short playoff. I mean, without the win on the calendar year, he is the best player to get that free pass here. Yeah, there's a few of them. So there's like him, I guess, Kadecki. Him, Decky, Finau, English. English. This would be a nice, nice just desserts for yeah. Harris English. Answer. Well, English finally got the win in the team event with Kucher to end the year, which doesn't count towards getting the invite. But he played so well all year. Like he, it's funny his turn at the Northern Trust when Dustin shot minus thirty yeah. and he shot like minus twenty was like the second. It was the best turn he played all year. Yeah. Poor guy. You can't win doing that. You've, yeah, you mentioned it at the time. You feel, you have to almost feel bad for him because that's like that would have been a playoff a win. playoff win. Um, but yeah, he's here and then answer and that's anyone under 50 pretty much who didn't win. Yeah. And everyone else, whatever. Well, let's get into it. I don't mean whatever. I just mean, I don't like, there's a lot of guys at the back. We like just don't Palmer that got in for their, um, 
Yeah, this is back-to-back for Palmer. He got to the Tour Championship, but he got in the year before because he won that team event with Rom. What a guy. <laughs> Honestly. He's a he's going to be one of those, like, Brian Gay type, like, like just tour card forever legend. The man. Good uh, for you. Enough, like, huge weeks to never really keep him on a bubble either because he has his comfort places. Where oh, he kills of course, it. and one of those is... Where he'll, he won't win, but he'll kill it. One of those is next week at Sony. Tends to play Sony well. Remember he tried to hit that, like, driver <laughs> out of the bunker last year, and then Cam Smith ended up winning? Sounds familiar, but... But uh, just pay attention to a lot of these guys for next week at Sony, because yeah. it's usually one of these guys that wins. And it's sometimes, like, even a mid-tier guy, like Kisner's real live next week. Could be live here, who knows. But in terms of the betting odds, you got the favorites, you got the big... Yeah, let's call them the big four, big five. Dustin is six and a half to one. Rom is eight. Thomas is eight. Xander is 10. Bryson is 12. Those are your top five in terms of betting odds. Surprised to see Xander above Bryson? I guess Xander it's has like the a course, course thing. I was hoping to catch a number on Xander. Yeah, it wasn't, that, they weren't, that, weren't going to do it. They don't do that for anything. They don't do that in, the, in a major. They're not going <laughs> to do it here where he's got the history and it's the no cut and it's the full Xander profile. I really like Xander. I debated Xander, but I, I, bet, uh, I bet Justin Thomas at 7-1, to one, Pat, this morning. And he's 8-1 to one on DraftKings Sportsbook. That is a great number. That's a number that I wish I – that's a great number. I missed it, but I don't think where I could play, I could I'll ever see an eight. So I moved on my seven. Are you surprised Rom is eight? Like, why is Rom the same as Justin Thomas in this? I don't under, I don't understand that. I'm not saying that he should know. be he's sixteen won, to one. He's won the Hero World Challenge. <laughs> Rom? Yeah, I have no idea. There's a like, lot of scary like, marks. Like, There's the equipment move. But but if you give Xander the credit of being ten to one because he's played well at this tournament, how about the guy who's won two of the past four years and is probably the best or second best player in the world? But Rom is going to be the same as him. That's a misprice. That goes to maybe Justin is just this no log cares. No guy. one cares. Yeah. There's not enough money. Like actual money that's bet on them for them to like feel differently. I don't know. I love John Rom, so I do think they should be probably the same price, Rom- despite the course history. I obviously give an edge to uh, Justin. You for. mean the guy who's come first, third, twenty second, and first? Okay, you're right. You're years? right. They shouldn't be I mean, the same. Rom they is, shouldn't be the same. Rom has never finished outside the top ten in this tournament. By the way, he's come second, eighth, and tenth. Dustin, I went and looked back since 2011. He's never finished outside okay. the top ten. Well, <laughs> let's talk about them both. Rom, I mean. The equipment news, let's just... We'll cross him off. No We're, one's worried about it, but I'm not betting him. Especially, even to get a point less, I'd bet Dustin. Uh, Justin. It's a nice rainbow there. To me, Dustin gets crossed off, too. It's just too low. Like, I don't think that there's a huge distinction between Someone DJ, Rom, and Thomas. Dustin Johnson is a, the man, and we got to two, and I think you alluded to it on our on our fantasy draft shows, which still go watch. They're still applicable. Like you it. and your buddies get together, do one yourself, whatever. Um, you mentioned, like, I, I do believe Dustin winning two and winning the one that was always most important to him, the one that he grew up near, the one that was his one, could open a floodgate for him. That maybe I thought would happen after the first, but I'm even more confident we could see a floodgate for Dustin and like a yearly major for the next couple of years. Um, but I think he wound it down. I think he's decompressed a little bit and he'll wind it back up. He's on TikTok doing the sexies with the wifey and that's what he should be doing. Two beautiful children, that wife, 
those in-laws, Dustin, I'm just more ready to bet Justin in a like a hit and giggle where he dominates. I agree. Like even if Justin was shorter and Dustin was eight, I wouldn't want Dustin right now. I I, I think it's hard to say you wouldn't so want Dustin. I wouldn't like want. I don't know. I wouldn't feel like I want to make that bet. Like I feel like he in my trying to play amateur psychologist. There's been like a wind down there, and we're gonna wind that shit back up again. Now it's a hit and giggle. Dustin Johnson show up to hit and giggle, put up a sixty one, and then have that see a paycheck, and we're on. As all these guys can. But to me, there's a clear advantage in the similar price range to betting Justin Thomas this week. Yeah. And who, it, who, who has a great track record in hitting giggles. Even just one with his pops. That's true. No, they lost, didn't they? No, they won. No, I thought Kucher in English. No, that was, no. That, that, was the, that was the family oh, you, event. Yeah. No, you're talking about something else. I'm talking <laughs> about, yeah, I'm talking about the, the, the PNC. I don't think Dustin played in the... Um, you didn't play in the father-son. Formerly Franklin Templeton, but now it's something else. QBC shootout. Yeah. English, English he, and Kucher won that. Yeah. And then Justin and his dad, who shouldn't even be allowed to play in that, <laughs> won. Dad's too good. They should send VJ's, VJ's son a trophy. Like, you won this thing, but the number three player in the world decided he wanted to play. <laughs> Didn't someone play with his daughter? Like Harrington and Langer, his daughter. Langer's done it. Langer's got like three kids he could win with, and he's won with like two of his kids. Oh, really? Yeah. So I think get he just wrote it. They all get a turn, and he played with his daughter. Yeah, they're daughters. That's cool. Annika plays. It's just, it's just. Do, or do they adjust the team? I didn't watch the second. Even game. our uh, the O'Mara's man like came in second place. They shouldn't have to compete with D- Justin Thomas. Well, Tiger played. You're right. <laughs> But Tiger feels more belonging there than with his 11-year-old son than Dustin, Justin with his dad that can still hit every putt at like a 70% clip. There probably should be some sort of like Tier? Age, age cutoff. Bracket? Like, like you need to be like 40 and above to play in it or something. Listen, that's cool. They did it. Hopefully it was a bucket list thing. I will lose my mind if Justin shows up again with his dad. Just wins wins every year for yeah, the next yeah, 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> Till he has a kid that he can yeah, play with? Because it's not like, yeah, this is for like the, yeah, no. But good. Good on them. Good on them. Yeah, so of, of the very top end guys, I'll even throw X and Bryson into this as well. It would be Justin Thomas for me too. I don't know yeah. if I will pull the trigger at 7 or 8 to 1 because I want to see how I feel about the guys in the 20s because I'm really, I know I say this at the beginning of every year, really trying to cut down the card like I do for one and done where I'm only going to try to take good players going to start trying to bet players I actually think have a chance okay. of winning and not like, oh, he's 170 yeah. to one. Great. So last year, I don't know if people noticed, you could still think my cards are big. From where we were, I really cut down my cards you and I a, hit winners. You hit a ton of winners last I, year. And I, I cut down the cards. I just ended betting riffraff. I just ended like riffraff ads. And you started like, betting like make, top fives and, and top just tens started, too and doing like, well. Just started, well, that's, yeah, I had to do a video where I gave prop and if I'm going to give it to you, I'm going to bet, bet it. it. Yeah. Because we're going to be in together. Um, but but I just, yeah, compact, like 20 to 50 to 1. No riffraff. If I like a guy higher, I'll make a move. I'll make, make it smaller. But literally four or five man cards is what I brought last year. Which was down from like five, six man cards with like two bombs and shit. For me, that's like pretty much done. Unless I'm like really 
feeling um, pure. I, I Can think, we I make think, a I, case? I think it depends on the tournament, too. You're right, because this is low exposure. We're starting off here. You get me to ones I love. I'll, we'll get to higher levels of exposure. you hitting so many winners last year really took some shine off me doing well. Well, I did not do well throughout the swing season. That was bad news when I wasn't covering golf full time. But I hit a bunch of winners, too, and you're just here, like, tripling me up. Thanks. We were doing a good piggyback routine early. Then we won together into COVID, and then I just sort of kept up. But, no, we won Webb and DJ together. Webb and DJ. A ton of stuff. No, no, we, we hit a bunch afterwards. You just hit way more. And then we got that, that Brooks one at St. Jude, like, broke my back. But then I had the double Morikawa, which was nice. Yeah. The majors, the Bryson major. Yeah. Well, I mean, Wolf paid higher odds. I don't want to do this, but the Bryson major where people were like poo-pooing, even the number was strong. And the one that I was most proud of, Pat, um, Memorial Rom. Yes, that was In a really the, good like, one. In the like low 20s, you guys do whatever the F you want. Like you're not, this is, yeah, that, that, that one felt shiny. Okay. Can I make a case? I'm not betting it. Does Bryson at 12... Not feel like Val. I mean, I've sort of said I think Dustin shut it down, so I'm afraid of that. I think Rom's got new equipment. Eh, I, I want to see something there. Uh, Xander, if I could make a move here, I would probably like him more than Bryson. So I kind of see why the books did that. But Bryson, just that you want to price Bryson as full as five of five. To me, you could argue that's blind value because he has been working at it because he never stops, My- even on Christmas Day. He's probably in the goddamn lab. And so another former John Deere winner, obviously did not fare too well at the Masters and I'm this paying time around. Almost fucking less than half for for JT. I'm almost mad at myself right now. The way I would look at it is, and this is something of how we actually started hitting more winners last year was basically oh, by the dip on these guys. And this is a dip for Bryson. He was fucking ten to one to win the Masters, and now he's twelve to one to win the, the TOC. He, he shouldn't be five of five. You can order them how you want. I won't really. Xander's argue. not on these guys' level. I'm sorry. He's the next. I know, but He's I, the next year. But I just said I came in hoping to maybe bet Xander. At I didn't 18, really think about Bryson. But you, you were hoping to bet him at 18. You're not betting him at yeah. 10. I could be talked into Bryson. I, I just, it makes, oh, God damn it. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think that Justin Thomas has a 33% no, that's chance? that's what I just told myself, so I'm mad. So if you have one at 8 to 1 and one at 12 to 1, that the implied odds are telling you that Justin Thomas is. But I've already bet Justin. <laughs> so you're not going to bet Bryson. Unless those are your two bets for the week. Even at that, I was thinking of making a move like closer to 30 and calling it a week, not at 12. I, I mean, I'll probably end up betting Bryce instead of betting Justin Thomas. All the logic in my head says just bet Justin Thomas at eight to one and be go on with the rest of your day. Isn't You're, Bryson's weakness the nine, the ninety yard shot? But it's also Xander's. I'm it's it's I'm also joking. Xander's weakness too, though. Is the weird thing about it. Bryson might be like there are four par fours on this course, all on the back nine that are less than four hundred yards. Remember when Dustin went train and almost hole in one like two par fours here? Bryson's gonna take a shot at that. If you like Bryson, it's I'll g- plug up this DraftKings Sportsbook because I'm not seeing the 12s other oh, they're, places. They're, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering some generous numbers. For the so that's event. a place to bet it. The numbers that I could actually access, to be perfectly honest, at Ten the moment are, are shorter than I'd make it me more confident in my Justin Thomas lean. Um, but if they're sleeping on Bryson at any point, you eat these effers alive. So Justin Thomas, both are favorite from this, and then I guess Bryson would be second, based on the price list based you on, showed ba- me. Based on the odds, and, that and we're I'm gonna about. just this could be dumb, and you could throw it in my face. I don't care. They're both amazing. I'm not really into laying anything on Dustin, 
or John. And if I can get a fair head-to-head with Justin versus them, which I don't think the books will give, I think we'll see in the head-to-head numbers that you're going to have to lay like 30. It'll it'll be be minus 110 on both sides if you're lucky. Then I'll be excited. I, I, I think not only do I like Justin to win, I think he's just... I don't think I'm reading into like a hit and giggle with his dad like two weeks ago. I just think this is the time of year he just does, does some damage. Um, I think he's ready to go far more than other guys who might be just winding it up or starting up. And there was no President's Cup this year to get people ready because basically the first six winners of mm. last year were all President's Cup players. Rom's on new equipment. Dustin's. Back to like he's being chilling. sexy and living the best life and wearing his green jacket, and he's the man. And he'll get turned up for when he's got to show up with father-in-law at Pebble. He'll be ready for that, maybe, but not this, I don't think. At least winning. The final thing I'll say about Justin Thomas, and you kind of mentioned it, where when he's just 90 yards away, it's like, oh, he's going to stick it to two feet. No, never was that more crushing than the Honda Classic three years ago list in a playoff. when I had the big list outright and it's the par five 18th at Honda. Yeah, he lays up. He laid list was in trouble. No, no list was already in and uh, Thomas needed to make birdie to force the playoff and he hit into oh. the bunker had to lay up. Couldn't go for the green and basically put it to a foot and list missed list obviously missed his eight footer for like Eagle or whatever it was. <laughs> so he couldn't win. Um, so yeah, thanks Justin Thomas. He also hit the rocks and landed on the green in that tournament too. Everything just kind of broke his way. Next level down, we got Cantley. Thought about too. Cantley and Reed and Webb are all 18 to one. Vic and Hideki are 20. Finau, Morikawa, how's your burger? 28 to one. I liked, I was, I went to bed potentially thinking I could bet Cantley or Reed this week. I don't know why I, I, I chickened out on Reed because I thought anything close to 20, I would fire on. It's I'm good just, number. yeah. Uh, on it, I'll be honest, we're, uh, you mentioned him. I literally thought my card, like on Saturday, when envisioning what I would be doing, would be Reed and Berger. And it's funny because I'm going the other way. There's three guys I haven't narrowed down to is where I was probably going to start my card with if I didn't jump up and take a Bryson or a Justin Thomas. Really digging Hideki. Hideki has never finished worse than T5 in this tournament in his career. Interesting. Okay. It's been a while. I mean, you just you forget because he hasn't won since 2017. He hasn't been at this tournament. So, But he loves a good no-cut event. Half of his wins in his career at no-cut events. And he sucks on Bermuda is the one thing. But these are like the slowest greens on tour. And it's not like he had a bad year last year. He, I went back and looked at it. Uh, 11 of his 12 starts, I think it was, post-COVID, he finished inside the top 30. And he's, he's, it's a lot like he basically did what Rory did. And are you looking at Webb? Because I heard you make a Wen- a Wyndham comp earlier, so yeah. I just knew when you said that. Pat's got a Webb well, mind. Think, well, think about it. Um, Webb, if we were talking about a course where driving distance isn't the end of the world, and Webb's a fine driver of the ball, but he's not Dustin or Bryson off the tee. He's an excellent wedge player, one of the best, probably akin to Justin Thomas. Now, he faltered towards the end of last year. Maybe that was natural regression after being the best iron player or top three iron player in the world for the past two years. But we're on Bermuda. You always take Webb on Bermuda. Slow greens. He's one of the best slow green putters. He's basically the really good version of Brennan Todd. And he's a top 10 player in the world, and he's you know the same odds basically as Victor Hovland, who's great and everything. But That's an insult to Webb. I feel like this is a very good price for him. To call him him Brendan Todd. 
But um, but like he's not. Like, but like you, you don't need like. But if you're looking for comps for players, right? Like I think that Morikawa is the better version of Webb. T to green, but obviously Webb has the huge advantage on the greens. Todd hits every fairway. He's short off the tee, really good with wedges, and makes every putt. Webb is longer off the tee, not quite as accurate, better with his irons overall, and almost as good of a putter. Like, he's the advanced version of what... Like, Todd is playing... Last year, Todd played peak Todd, and peak Todd wasn't even as good as, like, average Webb. Can I just say something? Dustin literally, like, just tweeted something... Uh, and now your opinions have changed. No, about a video about there is no such thing as an off season and clips of him like how hard he's been working. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not changing my opinion. I still think that like he kind of mentally shut it down and we're going to build that sucker back up and crush out souls again. Hit and giggle just reeks Justin to me. I like going to the wall with Justin in, in muck muck. 2019, Webb played this, came eighth. Uh, it was the first time in five years he had played. Previous to that, 14, 13, and 12, third, 11th, and third. Gained 7.2 strokes on approach in 2019, too. Couldn't make a putt to save his life, which is kind of weird for Webb Simpson on Bermuda grass green. So I think that he's somewhat undervalued at 18 to 1. I've seen him at 20 to 1 in some spots. It's hard for me to get away from Reed at this number because Reed just plays this course so well, but he gained almost 10 strokes putting last year. Like It was a really outlier performance a year ago that's just really hard to replicate. I really wanted to start the year backing him again, but I'm... I'm gonna go with the good guy in Justin Thomas. And any thoughts? You, you, to you think that will screw up the the cohesion <laughs> of your card? That if you take super good guy Justin Thomas and villain Patrick Reed, that it might just wash itself out? Not good. Not good team unity on the betting card. I mean, I guess I could. It's a low exposure event. Maybe I make no other moves and walk away with those two. Um, Victor also potential for me, but I don't know if I want to just back him. It's hard. I'd to rather bet like a Reed or Cantley at two shorter points we, at the moment. Now, Vic didn't play in this when he won Puerto Rico, but this event, it's not necessarily that it's unkind to first-time winners. It's just we never see first-time winners win. <laughs> uh, Neiman came fifth last year in his debut, and he was the seventh first-time Did player. Did Morikawa play? Because he, he won. He was the seventh. Oh, sorry. He is I'm excited. I, I get that you're excited. He became the seventh uh, player since 2014 to finish inside the top five as a first-time player. Yes, Morikawa did play last year. He was T7. Morikawa was the other one on this list that I was looking at. Now, he's sort of Justin Thomas-y when it comes to putting. He's worse than Justin Thomas on the greens. But super slow greens. I mean, if this is going to be a spot where distance doesn't matter as much, I guess his accuracy is, you know, kind of negated here too because everyone's going to hit the fairway. But if we're just talking about 125 and in, like who's better besides Justin Thomas and Webb Simpson, who's better than Morikawa from that range? And, but isn't and Dustin Morikawa's best asset like 175 to like 190 and in? Like, isn't that like what literally? I would say just irons is what separates Morikawa so, from the pack. Okay, just from fine. Everywhere. But <laughs> as we go farther back in the iron sheet. The separation becomes more, like uh, yes. He put it this way: versus the rest of the field, he is better from two hundred yards yeah. out, but he's still elite from one twenty-five and in. But too. to me, like all these guys no. that I want to bet are pretty effing elite from one twenty. I, I hope at least I, I have some wrong perceptions. Always, v Victor usually isn't the big thing with Webb and Morikawa. One is when you get Webb into that range, much like Justin Thomas on these short par fours, they'll just lay up to their number and stick it. 
because that's what they do. Morikawa, as we saw throughout the course, uh, basically post-COVID, and even before that, you know who dominates short par fours because he's so accurate with his driver? Morikawa. You give him a drivable par four, and he is all over it. Remember Workday? He ended up winning that. Vic ended up going into the water. Morikawa sticks it to 10 feet, misses the putt. The PGA Championship on number 16. Everyone else is in the woods, or they're missing to the left. Morikawa puts it to 8 feet, makes the putt. Like he's just good at these types of holes, these shorties. That if his irons are clicking, like, he's 25 to 1. That's a really good number for a guy who won a major last year. Won twice last year and won a major. I feel like that's a bit of disrespect considering maybe it's because Vic just won in the last, like, real tournament that we saw at, at Mayakoba, but... 25 to one's a good number. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we did the show to hype our draft show again. You kind of had us go around the table and rank some of these guys. And, and a few people had more cow behind Vic. So I'm not shocked to see a betting board show that at the moment. More also not very sexy, but you mentioned it that his prowess on the short par four. Um, I'm excited to make my decision who's going to be Justin's tag team partner on my card here. Well, I got a guy for you. They're the one guy I've bet so far. I think you'll probably end up getting him on him too. So I'm going to narrow that down to Webb, Hideki, and Morikawa. Berger, I don't know. I like Berger next week if he plays. I'm expecting... I don't know why, and I don't know why I don't like Berger in this I'm spot. expecting Berger... To, I'm expecting all these young guys to, to keep playing next week. I mean, if you're going to go... To Hawaii, you might as well just stick around for an extra event, and try to win another million bucks. Yeah, I, I don't think. Rom might even be out there on his like baby moon. Yeah, I, I don't think we'll see. I haven't looked at who's confirmed for Sony or not, but I doubt we see DJ or Rom or Bryson. Those guys never play. Xander never plays either. Justin Thomas always plays. Web plays. Yeah, I would think so. It's a perfect web course. Yeah. I don't see why he wouldn't play. Yeah, hopefully they play. Burger and Fino, they're the eh, of this range. Yeah, I, I'm leaning more to Burger. If I had to bet one. Sure, but like they're behind for us here. Yeah, but Burger flirting with thirty, I think, is a good fair place. All right. Next range, we got Harris English at thirty-five. Ditto with Scotty Scheffler, Neiman, Cam Smith, Sung Jay at forty-five. Answer at fifty, along with Billy Ho and Kevin Kisner. At 55 to 1, if you have DraftKings Sportsbook, you should go bet this right now. Adam Scott is 55 to 1. I bet him at 40, and I thought 40 was a good number. I don't know what he's doing down here. What, what's, what, what's happening? Out of sight, out of mind. I, I, I don't know. I think the fact that he just showed up for this tournament is indication enough that he's serious about winning it. I would agree. <laughs> like, why is he here? He doesn't play anything. doesn't have to do anything. He's the coolest man alive. He could drop out of a helicopter. He's the only guy on the planet to me that could take that much time off like he takes, like James Bond, come out of the sky, win the tournament. Uh, he slays like that. He slays. Anyone else in this tier? We, that, uh, like, I like Scheffler. I like Neiman. Scheffler, we, I didn't mention... Unless you did when we mentioned guys that got in with the tour championship and not the win. Yeah, he's one of them. I, I actually have two th- two pieces coming out on Golf Digest this week. Yeah. And one of them is the three players that will win you money in 2021. Scheffler was one of my guys. I think he's going to have a really good year. I just, first time at this event, to pick him to win, I think is a lot different than saying, I think that he's going to be good this week as like a DraftKings play. But to, in the outright betting market, I would prefer to take Cam Smith or Sungjae at 45. Like, why can't those guys compete? They both just came second at the Masters. They're both amazing. They're both going to have big years. 
Cam Smith's up and down. But this is, he's in an up right now. And now we're on comfort course. Or did we spend the last six weeks taking, like ripping away all the momentum some of these guys had? No, I, I think he should have a good Hawaii swing. Okay. Are you going to bet any of these guys from this <clears throat> Adam Scott's the only one. I'm done betting. Oh, really? Yeah, I bet Justin Thomas, and I might bet Adam Scott at 5-1, to, to one, and I'd like to make one more bet. And if that bet's Berger at 28, or then more, maybe... Or Morikawa. Or Morikawa at 25, then yeah, maybe I can add a, a, a third body at 55. If that pick is Patrick Reed... Then no, that's that's gonna be it for me. I'm yeah, we're just chilling. I, I don't I don't need to overexpose myself here. All right. I I'm going to just reel off the rest of the guys and you let me know if there's anyone, maybe as a top ten player or something like that, that piques your interest. Champ, Sergio, Palmer, Kokrak, Leishman, and Na are all sub one hundred to one. They're like ninety and eighty. Ortiz, Todd, Griffin, Munoz. Mackenzie Hughes, Sink, Landry, Michael Thompson, Party Marty Laird, Brian Gay, Robert Streb, Hudson Swafford, Nick Taylor, and Richie Warinsky are like between 100 and 400 to 1. The Leishman at 90, yeah. Just just bet the talent with him, and he's played this course really well before. Really well. I like that. Uh, and like, Munoz, I don't mind for, for a placing um, or a top 10, and even. Um, who else was I just Lanto? Like just talent wise, I would like them on this list versus the other names. Now, what if Mackenzie Hughes makes every ninety foot putt this week? The green, Can he compete? The greens are so big, he's bound to <laughs> we're bound to see it. Well, let's go to the other side of the course where Mackenzie Hughes, who's thirty eight over par, is putting for a hole in one somehow, and he made it. We'll see yeah. a guy. Um, it's funny that stand I, paddling. In segued into a Mackenzie Hughes 64-footer. It's really funny to reverse engineer what happened for this term because I don't recall when they actually made the decision to allow all the Tour Championship guys into this. I feel like that was made after the Tour Championship. But remember Mackenzie Hughes had that putt at the BMW on the 72nd hole to get himself into the Tour Championship? It's turning out to be very profitable for him because he got to go make money at the Tour Championship. Then he gets this invite, which is just free money. So how could con- I, congrats to him. How, big moment, and how could we forget? I mean, that was like huge news. In Canada for In us. Canada. Can you believe it? Like, oh, my God. It was in like, oh, the, the Prime Minister tweeted him congratulations, and he just got a text from Wayne Gretzky. Tournament of Champions, three appearances for Mark Leishman, four, or 23rd. Seventh, fourth. It's not bad. Has a good record at Sony Open as well. So yeah. just a good Hawaii. This could player. be Mark's time, right? Got that early win early in the year with Tory Pines last year. And I think it just depends on. Okay. I I think the number is large enough at nine. I've already I'm already going against what I was saying about taking guys who I think can win. But I think that of these guys, he's actually someone who could win. I agree. Um, he's just playing shitty <laughs> he's playing better than he was two months ago they came 13th of the masters so, four months ago we're sort of out of that and now we're building and we're sort of at a time where he does play well pat um he has great results this time of year in australia we usually see those events like an australian pga and some of those other things so he, this is a time of year he does play well him and cam smith play together in that uh i know we talked about whatever that event was did they yeah. Were they any good? No. Yeah. Leishman missed the cut on the number at Mayakoba. Kept driving it out of bounds. But hey, 
Driving doesn't really matter all that much here, isn't unless you're like in the. I'm ocean. not betting it. Then I, wouldn't I, you bet Coke Rack too? Wouldn't you rather bet no, Coke Rack? No, I would not rather bet Coke Rack than Mark Leishman. Are you kidding me? Why would you rather bet Coke Rack than Mark Leishman? Coke Rack also is, not, is a first timer. Listen, I take it back. I'm not making a case for any of them. I'll be a, there'll be a time when I'll bet Leishman. I'm not betting it when there's good like really. If you had to rank, you know who else actually kind of plays who sets up well for this course is Sergio, who's eighty to one. Just puts really well on slow greens, and these are like I said, the slowest you can get. Now that he puts with his eyes closed, he might be a lot better. So, how many players is it? Forty-two. Whatever. I actually thought the, the a good bet was Adam. Like, if you didn't want to bet the Adam Scott fifty-five, Adam Scott top five, plus seven fifty. Maybe that's the play with Leishman. What's Leishman? Leishman top ten is four to one. Come inside the top ten. Have a have a have a putting week and an iron week, Malk. If you had to rank the Canadian players right now. Because there's a few of them. What order would you put them in? Because I think that Corey Connors is by far the best of these guys. We agree. Okay. He's also in. It's one. not even close for me, actually. He well, Mackenzie Hughes, I think, is ranked higher. Than I don't. For me, it's not close. Maybe that's unfair of me. I, I've spoken a lot about Corey before. I would just be repeating myself. But last year, I planned to lose a lot of money betting him, and it didn't really happen because I didn't bet him a lot. But he won me a ton late in the year with props. And this year in a normal schedule where we're not going to get canceled out by COVID and then the events that I think will be great for Corey aren't like super fields because all the elite players just need to play again because they missed events in COVID. We missed events that I love Corey at and the other events I would have bet Corey at were just too strong of fields and I wasn't betting there on the boards. And he gets a nice, well, I guess it didn't really matter where it fell in the schedule just because people weren't playing Valspar in March when you have match play, Honda, Bay Hill. And players, yeah, yeah players whatever, in March yeah. now, right? Everything's all. So that, but there. Valspar is now in like May, and so in WGC April. Mexico, the beginning of March, even or like the very it, yeah, end the, of February. Yeah, it, it's Mexico. It's the week Honda, be- yeah, Bay Hill, exactly. Players could be right. No, I, I have to look this up <laughs> now because Valspar was usually in between players and match play. But is there are they going to slot something in between that this year? Probably should have looked. 20, 2021. Let's see here. It goes American Express, Farmers, Waste Management, Pebble, Riviera. All right. So Mexico, February 25th. Oh, they moved. Oh, Honda really got screwed. I didn't realize that. Did you? It now goes Mexico, Bay Hill, the players, Honda, match play, then Valero, then the Masters. I can see a lot. I guess a lot of people skip Honda anyway, but are people going to skip Bay Hill now? Doubt it. You're going to go WGC, Bay Hill, then the players? Like, Tiger's not showing up for all three of those. And he usually plays Bay Hill. Or did he skip Bay Hill last year? I can't remember. That's where we got our Hatton win, right? Yeah. I think Tiger played Bay Hill. I don't know, Bay actually. Bay Hill was super no. hard last year. It was super windy. Leishman came second. And he's won Bay Hill. Then he has. He beat my poor Kisner, Kevin Kisner yeah. that year. Shitty run for me. You hit that. I, mean, I was sitting there holding the bag with poor Kevin Kisner and a big zero. Picks for the week. Quick picks. 
I have only bet Adam Scott so far. I think I'm going to make a decision between Thomas and Bryson. And if I do that, I might take one more guy. I'm, I'm going to bet the Leishman at the 90, though, and I'll play that with the top five each way, or top four each way, whatever they're offering this week. It might be top five because of the 42 players. Uh, other than that, I'm going to give a very hard look to probably, if I don't go Thomas or Bryson, I'll probably go two of Webb, Hideki, and Morikawa. And that's going to be my card this week. So you sold me on Scott which essentially makes the decision. It's going to be a three-man card. Paid the piper for Justin. I like these Scott numbers. It's advantageous. And I'm going to bet one of Morikawa and Berger. Okay. So Justin Thomas. If you, if you want to bet Morikawa, we'll both get it on Morikawa. We can have that fun together. Yeah, I don't even... You really sold me on um, his path to actually being able to crush this place. Hopefully we don't see a repeat of what happened to him at the Sony Open in the fourth round last but, year, but, where he missed every putt. But literally on the weekend, before odds, like blindly thinking about it, I thought I'd have a, a burger read pairing. Okay. The DraftKings show will come out tomorrow. I'm going to see if Raza wants to do that with me. Oh, did want to say, obviously playing the giant one-and-done, fantasygolfchampionships.com. I told you about the giveaways, the reviews, ratings, subscribe to Mayo Media Network. But there's also a really cool DraftKings season-long contest if you want to get into it. Uh, Josh Burkett, our pal, has a new site that he's running, uh, carboncontest.com. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at GWBuffalo7. Uh, if you want to get into like a season-long DraftKings style tournament where it's just you pick a new lineup every single week and then it's like a cumulative score. Highly suggest you go check that out, Josh. One of the best in the biz. One of our pals on the show. Like that. Good for him. Yeah. Excited for him to uh, see how um, this You know goes. what? Thank you for reminding me. I was just, I meant to just reach out to him personally to congratulate him and I haven't done that yet. Yeah. So carboncontest.com. You should go check it out, as you should with all of the other shows that are up on Mayo Media Network right now. We he was doing like contests before contests. Sorry, it's the first episode. I had to do that. Don't overreact. I'm sorry. We still have to film another show and then know, another show tomorrow. NFL is not going anywhere, people, but please get into golf. Golf is a whole lot of fun. It's the most fun sport to bet on. So if you like betting, golf, probably for you. All right, remember to smash like, give me your early lean. Down in the comment section, subscribe to Mayo Media Network and leave one of those ratings and reviews. Plus, if you want to dig into all the stats, get the simulator, get all of the odds, and use all of the tools, fantasynational.com slash mayo is where you want to do that, all right? I'm Pat Mayo. Thanks for watching. Golf is back. See you next time. Experience. Experience.